This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Dale Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. Today on the program, the Handyman Hangout is open and ready to help out with uh, all your fall home improvement projects. When the seasons change, it's time for a whole different set of home maintenance to think about, and uh, we'll help you get those fixes done today. Also, later in the show, we'll go through a quick pool closing checklist. Now that summer is over, it's time to protect that investment. You can join the conversation with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. How you fellas doing this morning? Great, man. Man, glad to be here. Okay. Uh, we're going to get us a little sunshine today, I think. So, uh, Yeah, enjoy good. that. Right. Enjoy that for a minute. Uh, can well, you believe what's going on with this hurricane? Oh, this man. Thing is hey, absolutely uh, huge. Look, I'm telling you, a, a Cat 4, it's it's not good. That's a it's beast. really not, man. Everybody better uh, better really, um, you know, buckle down by, by, yeah. by what they're saying. And uh, and if you think you need to leave, you probably do. Yeah. Dell? Another one? What, oh, yeah, another big one. So what are you working on, man? Right now, I, I just finished up um, some laminate floors, mm-hmm. and um, we had a chance to get our temporary power pole in the ground for um, the rehab project we're going to uh, be starting soon here. I saw pictures of the floor. It looked good. Yeah, yeah. It looks yeah. like a real oak. Right. Very good. And it was a, um, what'd you say, it's a laminate? Yeah, yeah. It, it, I mean, really. How long does it take you to do the, the main room? That main room, and believe me, Every project is different. This mm-hmm. one had uh, some issues with foundation it, that you didn't see with the carpet on it. Uh-huh. When we pulled the carpet back, the floor was kind of wavy. Uh-huh. The wall was kind of curvy. Oh, boy. You had to and go fix that stuff like first? Like a windy day Man, the It took at least 45 minutes to get the layout started, and that <laughs> was like, you know, usually all it is is give me a couple cuts and boom, boom, bam, boom, right. boom, bam, and you just keep it uh, kind of repetitive. Right. But with those issues... We didn't get started right. I mean, we had at least three runs out. Mm-hmm. And then we discovered the wall was um, not straight. We had our little uh, shimmies and everything. And we said, look, we got to pop this line. And we used a little cheap mechanism. Look, um, folks, we, we, <laughs> we talked about this <laughs> early in the show uh, when we first came on the air. Um, you know, this this stuff is whenever you start doing it. And if the package says it's going to take an hour. Get ready. Yeah. Because you're looking at three to four. With that floor being wavy, uh-huh. and it was like um foundation issue. It was like a big ridge in the middle and low on the ends. And, man, it you know, uh, the floor is supposed to lock in and, and set on a level surface. Right. That was tricky. We had to shimmy. I mean, it was really some cheating going on. There you go. But you made it look good. Oh, yeah. And it worked. And, and it walked good. We, okay. we T-nailed that edge. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you working on, Jeff? Uh, we've got an interesting one in Madison. It's uh-huh. um, tornado, one of the tornado jobs, and and uh, come to find out, we've had the engineer out twice, and the house is um, is actually twisted. Mm, twisted? Yeah. That's why you're laughing when Dell was talking about the weird walls. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. So 
we have now removed all of the sheetrock inside. Oh we have gosh. removed all of the brick and siding on the exterior of the brick. Home. Yes. Oh my God. Um, we are now, um, we thought we was going to be able to salvage the kitchen. Uh, we just learned uh, a couple days ago that we're not. So we're taking the kitchen out and, um, it's, um, what's left of this thing? Is there slab? anything there? Yeah, right. There, there's nothing <laughs> a couple of sticks slab. And now we're basically having to take part of the roof off to square the house up. Then, then, you know, nail the roof back on the, 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 the timbers. This is, and, this is, is is anybody else out there thinking, man, couldn't you build a house easier well, than this? I mean, <laughs> with the uh, insurance is kind of scratching their head right now. Maybe oh, okay. we should have uh, right. uh, demolished this one. But, but now, you know, it's kind of, you know, you're, you're halfway down the runway. Right. And you've already spent some so money. So there's, we got a lot of runway behind us. That's useless. Right. Can't use it anymore. So we better take off. Right. Yeah. So that's that's where we're sitting right now. Okay. All right. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. There's a couple of things in the news this week that I just thought were so cool. Um, now get this, guys. You could you could use this with what you're working on right now. Japan's Advanced Industrial Science and Technology Institute has developed a humanoid construction robot that can hang drywall. Wow. Oh man. <laughs> man. Isn't yes. that cool? We need that. That's it. Wow, that's amazing. Um, yeah, uh, it works at the same speed as a team doing a Habitat for Humanity, but it does get the job done. So, um, yeah, set it and forget it. Man, right? yeah, I'd like to see that. What now, about finishing? Now, get this. Uh, biologists have invented uh, – you guys are going to love this. People are going to want this as soon as I say it, Java. Here we go. Biologists have invented bioconcrete that can heal itself. Bioconcrete is dead concrete infused with bacteria that awaken when cracks appear. Then they produce limestone that fills the cracks in the matter of oh, weeks. Oh, man. The concrete lasts for 200 years and self-activates if damage occurs. You can't get rid of I, it. Jeff is looking at me like I'm lying. Right. Uh, I mean, Java, uh, now, uh, Java is the guy that finds a lot of this uh, information. Where would you find this This one, was Java? not off of Facebook, was it? No, 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 it's not on Facebook. And it's actually, um, I, well, I'm not looking at Google right now, but mm-hmm. I believe it was some German um, biologists. And, you know, they were just thinking about the cracked uh, concrete. And uh-huh. this has actually been uh, uh, invented like 2015. But like most new things, they got to get the cost down. Right, right, right. Before it can right. be mass produced. But it's basically just like Jason said, it's a concrete and they have little holes and they fill it with a certain type of bacteria and it's in a in a capsule so let's say it you know the concrete cracks uh-huh water gets into that space right bursts the capsule and then it refills with that um that back that limestone producing bacteria okay and so this is exterior this yeah, is ridiculous. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> and it's amazing. Well, but you know, it's, there, it's concrete. There's a there's a fact about concrete. There's uh, two things are gonna happen. What? Uh, it's going to get hard, and it is going to crack. Right. Yes. So yeah. that that's the reason we put expansion joints in our concrete is mm-hmm. to dictate where those cracks occur. What you call ex- expansion joints, those are the lines that 
are in the concrete that looks like well, someone took their finger and that's know. that's one and there's right. a there's a guideline on the depth and the width of those but then there's also a bona fide expansion joint mm-hmm. that you put expansion joint material in between those two pieces is that and, that gray goo looking stuff yeah, yeah well well that's yeah that's that's one okay one <laughs> the, the expansion joint material i'm talking about looks like a bunch of compressed cardboard it's oh. no, it's normally gray gotcha um, um, but, but yeah, and then the, the grooves you're talking about, they mm-hmm. can be cut in with a saw mm-hmm. or they can be trialed in when the concrete is, is still wet, is still wet. All right. Okay. Uh, oh, we got a question right here. Um, now get this, got a call earlier about someone with a mobile home whose floors are buckling. Uh, and they ask why that's happening. And if weather is a part of that, um, guys, in a trailer, more than likely. Uh, I'm sure there's some moisture somewhere. Right. Because they, they are wrapped under there, but <clears throat> over a period of time. Some of them are wrapped under there. Yeah. <laughs> or, or it could be a leak on the top. You know, there's there's water somewhere. Yeah, yeah. You got to trace that down to see if it's uh, actually wet water or condensation. Well, and and that is a good point. They asked about weather. Uh, I think weather plays more into this if if you've got a roof issue as much as you do if it's a, uh, a rather than a floor issue coming up from the floor yeah yeah you know it's it's hard to tell what kind of floor do they have but let's 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 change this to a conventional and let's change this to work trailer to a to a home okay and you're sitting on a conventional foundation right if your if your flooring is cupping with the upper part of the cup going into the house if uh-huh. this is making sense right um i guess that would be convex if it's going that way yes because concave would be the other way. concave would uh-huh. be the other way convex would be moisture from underneath coming right. thank you third grade math <laughs> convex so. would be moisture from the top right so it's going to curl mm. up that way uh-huh, gotcha. everybody saw that on the radio Right, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a smiley face. Yeah. All but right, folks. Won't be happy. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Uh, you know what? It's time for us to take our first break of the hour. And today, we're looking to help you with your fall home improvement projects. You can call us with your questions, comments, or just tell us what project you're working on at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. And during the break, see if you can answer this question. What is the most rewarding fall and home improvement project? We'll have the answer when we return. Stay tuned. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Today we're looking to help you with your fall home improvement projects. You can join the conversation this morning with your home improvement question by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Before the break, we asked the question, what do you think is the most rewarding fallen uh, home improvement project? Now, we've said this before, but the most rewarding fall home improvement project is the front door. 
Wow. Uh, yeah. Replacing or simply painting the front door helps your home stand out from the block. It can uh, be finished in less than an afternoon. Fall is usually the perfect time for the activity. The reason for that is uh, a lot of doors actually include, uh, whether they're steel doors, which get to be like 190 degrees and you can't paint them, or a wooden door in the middle of the summer is all full of moisture and real fat. So, you know, the, this this fall time of year is a great time to be painting things. All right, um, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-674-74. Did I say that right? 877-672-7464. There we go. Timothy's on the line in Louisiana. And uh, how you doing, man? All right. How about you, boys? Y'all sound like everybody's chipper this morning. <laughs> yeah, we are chipper this morning. All right. I got a, I got a, uh, I just recently helped a friend uh, repair, repair their floor in their trailer. Uh-huh. And you're not going to believe it. They used particle board. The manufacturer used particle board for flooring. Mm-hmm. Particle okay. board for flooring? They do. Yes. For, really? Well, I mean, it had carpet over, right? But, I mean, right. The, the, the structure was particle board. Well, that's only going to take so long until it rots out. Yes. Well, in this case, there was there had been a moisture barrier and some insulation up there, you know, peak insulation. Mm-hmm. But field mice had made a house up in there, and they had punctured the, uh, you know, they made well, they made a, a runway through there. I tell you what. Wow. You know what, Timothy? That reminds me, Java. We need to do a critter show. <laughs> Getting rid of those critters. Um, all right, Timothy. I appreciate it, man. All right, y'all have a good one. Thank you, sir. Let's move on to Craig in uh, Biloxi. He's got a mold problem. Is that your biggest problem today, Craig, really? Well, no, I haven't having mold right now, but all this water intrusion in the house is oh, yeah. wondering how fast mold grows and, and what kind of equipment you need. We just happen to have a guy here who does a lot of uh, microbial growth. There you go. Microbial growth. Right. There, the, there is no mold. Yeah, growth. that's the term we like. Uh, insurance <laughs> likes that term as right. well. Most mold is not covered. Right. Um, first question was, how long does it take it to grow? Typically 24 to 48 hours. Oh, wow. Um, that's fast. It's very fast. Yes, it is. And it's very dangerous. Uh, do not take mold um, Lightly, yeah. okay. It can it can cause all kind of health problems. Plus, if you're getting it from flood water, it's going to be, you know, oh, gross. Gosh. Yeah. Now, how how to mitigate it? Um, the number one and the best way to get rid to to mitigate it is get rid of it. That's the best way. Um, cut it out, throw it out. Cut it out, throw it away. If you can't, if you cannot, then there are chemicals that you can treat it, and then of course you bring in. Uh, drying equipment, which are dehumidifiers and fans and, mm. and those things. But, again, if you're dealing with mold and you're dealing with a fan, think about those two things. You're spreading the mold right. spurs everywhere. Mm-hmm. So um, it's it's something you, you need to do your homework. But I hope that helped. Yeah. yeah does, and, it, uh, does it die if it dries out? Say, say if uh, a leak has been fixed and a year later you're you're starting to work, is it still viable? Probably not. Um, mold needs two things: it needs a food source and a water source. So, uh, with without those two uh, sources, then it cannot live. Well, okay. 
I also noticed, uh, Craig, years ago, my house flooded. And one of the things that they did, I didn't know that uh, companies did this. But, like, if your house floods maybe a couple of inches, uh, what a lot of companies will will do and what insurance companies paid for in the past, at least on mine, was cutting out the bottom quarter of sheetrock and then replacing that bottom quarter of sheetrock. Yeah, I have done that before. And then you got to pull the uh, fiberglass insulation out because it does not dry. No, no. That's right. Yeah, that's it's, right. You have to throw that stuff away. So. Does concrete hold mold into it? I know the surface gets moldy. Well, concrete is porous. Um, concrete concrete will hold moisture. What you want to do is do a moisture test. Um, establish a benchmark somewhere where you know it's dry, and uh, bring the rest of the concrete to that benchmark. That's a good idea. You might have done this before. I think we've done it a couple times. All right, All right Craig, appreciate it. We're going to keep on moving to uh, Joey and Ocean Springs, and he's refinishing brick floors. How's it going, Joey? Good morning. Can you hear me? Yes, sir, we can. Thank you all for taking my call. Mm -hmm. My question is, I have about 2,000 square feet of brick floors in my house, and they were refinished right after Hurricane Katrina Mm -hmm. with a high-gloss polyurethane. Right. And over the years, it's kind of yellowed a little bit, and it looks wonderful it looks great mm-hmm. my problem is is there's areas where it's peeling up i've scraped those and tried to repoly everything but now mm-hmm. the brick it stands out because it's red can i tint polyurethane to match the or do i need to strip it all and, re- and start all over gentlemen can you tint polyurethane i'll say you can get a sadness kind of that color already a little yellowish it comes a little yellow what do you think? Sure you can. Yeah. You can put tent yeah, in it? Of course. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yes. Where would you buy tent? Um at your paint store. Um Oh really? Yeah, no. Oh, we okay. we do we do it all the time. We, we we tent poly when we do our when we do our um uh, our hardwood floors, sure. I I've gone to a uh, a concrete store that does staining and all that of concrete. Right. Mm-hmm. And they told me they could not tint the polyurethane that I needed to strip the whole floors, which that's why I'm calling you because that didn't seem right to me. I'm gonna disagree because I know on wood floors we can definitely tint our our poly, and uh, uh, there's a wood floor contractor in town that'll back me up on it. Right, <laughs> Joey, uh, I would say give the tinting a shot. The the great sure. thing about this is is that the tinting is going to be a heck of a lot cheaper than replacing that floor. So I would try it first, and if it doesn't work, then do what the guy said. You know, and, and okay. they do have different brands that come in a different shape. Like I said, the sand is a little more golden, uh, yellow. You said sand, sand, sand. Sorry. Oh, okay, satin. It's a little more golden. Yeah, yeah. and and the uh, they they got clear and high gloss and and different okay. um, different finishes. Right. In other words. All right, Joey, does that help out? Yes, sir. Thank you all. Very good. Appreciate it. All right. Um, real quick, let's go to uh, Dave in Mobile. And this is this is neat. Um, he's refinishing a storm door or buying a new one. And the neat thing is we're talking about this right as uh, Michael is coming to town. Yeah. What's going on, Dave? Okay. Uh, as you said, I have a, uh, a very nice white storm door 
mm-hmm. that uh, portions of it, the finish over the years has started to wear through to the, uh, uh, you know, undercoat. Mm-hmm. And I have talked with an automobile, uh, you know, uh, paint and body shop, mm-hmm. and they said that they can take the door, you know, sand it, and uh, refinish it as far as, you know, with an automotive paint. Mm-hmm. So the merits of doing that versus replacing the door. What's the, what's, the, uh, what's the cost impact of them painting it versus you go buy another one? Well, uh, it's uh, about 50% of buying a new one. Okay, so what, what is this door, uh, what's the material? What's it made of? Uh, it's uh, aluminum. Uh, it's, it's a heavy gauge, uh, has, uh, removable glass panels. Mm-hmm. Sounds uh, like a Larson. It's, is it a Larson it, door? I'm sorry? Brand name, is it a Larson? Yes. That's a very good door. Um, yes. Does aluminum hold paint well? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah? Okay. So, so for half the price, you can get it, you can get it refurbished? Correct. Is that worth doing? I, I mean, Larson makes a great door. I don't think you can buy a better one. So, right. Um, I think I'm gonna save fifty percent. I'm gonna let them do it. <laughs> you know? Okay. Yeah. I think I am. Well, just like the previous guy, you know, if if that doesn't work out, you can always go with the plan B of buying a new one. Yeah. <laughs> so. um, I, I mean, I you know, I don't, I don't see, uh, you know, if you're the rest of the door is good and it's just faded. Yeah, let them paint it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, they uh, were going to, uh, of course, uh, you know, sand it and prime it and then put, uh, you know, the gloss white finish, uh, sure. automotive uh, uh, finish on. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I hope that works out, Dave. And uh, <laughs> I'm glad you got a great door. <laughs> yes. Yes, we enjoyed it. Thanks for the help, guys. Thank you, sir. Batting down the hatches. All right, um, I wanted everybody to know before we go to break, October is Fire Safety Month, and every house should have a fire extinguisher. If you do not have one, remember, I just said that. You need a fire extinguisher in your home, okay? Yeah, and know where they locate it. Yeah, you got, the, you got the detectors, but, you know, if you've got a little kitchen fire or something like that, you may be able to get it out with a extinguisher instead of running away and letting the entire house burn. So, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. It's time for another break. We've been talking about fall fixes today and are ready to help you with your fall home improvement projects. Stay tuned and also uh, continue to call us with your questions, comments, or just tell us what project you're working on at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. And when we come back, we share some of the ways to help you maintain your swimming pool during the fall months. Stay tuned. Your old car is kind of like that hairstyle you had in high school. Really cool back in the day. But that old car is still cool when you donate it to MPB Think Radio. Go to mpbonline.org for details. Then sit back and enjoy the ride. Now that's cool. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And if you missed any part of today's show, you can always listen back on our website at mpbonline.org slash 
Fix It 101, or by podcast on our MPB Public Media app or your favorite podcast app. You can join the con, uh, conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. By the way, if there's a particular subject that you need to know about, whether you're cleaning a chimney or fixing a porch or you know just any different kind of thing, there's a podcast on Fix It 101 for you. So go and check that out on your podcast app. All right, uh, got a couple of calls online, but I did want to get to this email real quick. Don't go anywhere, folks. All right, here we go. Can you recommend a professional fire ant person is the first question. But uh, here is her uh, question. She says, I ha- or her, her statement, I have a tremendous fire ant problem. Now, get this. The ants have built their mounds all along the back of the house. Since mm. the house is in the is the highest point, you know, my house is on a park, and the park floods when it rains hard. So, of course, all the uh, ants are retreating to the top of the hill where she is, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, when I open my back screen porch, it disturbs a couple of the mounds. Just to open that porch door disturbs wow. the mounds, and here they come all over my back porch, and I have to spray everything wow. and kill everything. Um, it says I have two beagles and don't want to harm them. So she's not wanting to put down some major, you know, ant killer kind of stuff. Uh, any thoughts, any ideas outside of pouring 50 pounds of diesel on it and throwing a match? Well, you remember our, our pest guy said that did not work. Yeah, he did. Remember? He did. It was just for my own. I know it was mental fun. health. I know. Yeah. I know. Okay. Um, I think, I think you're going to have to put the, uh, poison and um, on top of the mound, I really do. I, and that's and that's uh, you're talking about the, the granules. That's what. I, yeah, the I mean granules. that's that's what our pest guy said. That's true. We did. Uh, uh, yeah. And and I wouldn't worry about the. I mean, the dogs are smarter than most dogs are smarter than us anyway. So I mean, the dogs not going to eat it. Right. Right. No, they they, they don't eat ants. Well, no, the poison. <laughs> no, I don't think the dogs yeah, they, are going to eat the poison. Eat the poison. Yeah. Um, so, I think that's probably a way to go. I would give that a try. I, I think, uh, I think a I bag think of those granules. Sure, I think pretty, we're building more out of this than we need to. Right, right. Those granules don't cost that much. You can go ahead and get after it. Yeah, they got to go. Right. All right. Let's go to Dexter in Oxford, and he's fixing a Delta faucet. What's going on, Dexter? Hi. Um, question about uh, fixing uh, leaking Delta bathtub faucet. You know, we have uh, Delta faucets all throughout mm-hmm. the house. Mm-hmm. You now we have a Delta kitchen faucet. I I'm able to fix that leaking easily. Mm. Uh, um, the regular sink faucets, which are vertical, I fix that easily. But the Delta, I have a three-handle Delta okay. um, mm-hmm. shower faucet, hot yep. and cold, and the and the right. inverter. That's right. So that's vertical. So that's uh, horizontal. I was wondering if I could fix it, or do I need to call? A plumber. Nope, you can do it. Yeah, if you fix those other two. Oh, it's easy. Yeah, uh, the 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 three handle has a a stem in it. Mm-hmm. Take your uh, cut your water off. Um, take your handle off. Uh, it's going to have a nut right under that mm-hmm. handle. Unscrew that stem comes right out. There's going to be three or four washers on there. Right. Uh, take that to your local hardware. Get your new. Mm-hmm. 
uh, seats and 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 uh, O-rings. And, and if and, you don't have it yet, and a lot of folks don't know what this is, but there is such a thing as a seat wrench. Yep. And uh, it's going to look kind of weird to you, but grab one of those things, and it it makes the job so much easier right. to have that seat wrench. Yeah, it's a simple fix. Yeah. Does that sound good, Dexter? Okay. Okay, thank you very much. You can do it, man. Get after it. All right, let's go to Daniel and Terry. Uh, the threshold's in the home. How's it going, Daniel? Hey, it's going good, man, and thank you for taking my call. Yes, sir. I've got uh, these pre-hung doors in my house that, uh, you know, they come with the thresholds built into them. Right. And all the plastic and the rubber has broken out of these thresholds, and mm. I don't see any good way of replacing the thresholds without, you know, cutting the whole prefab door up is there is there a is there an easy fix for that or or what do i need to do there now obviously you can buy a threshold that's that's easy the trick is getting it in there i know um that's always but it is a trick because see that that threshold is nailed to the the bottom of your jam legs so yeah and it's and it's tucked up under that's right right that's right that's a custom deal um, it's just which door is this daniel it's all of them. Yeah, this is oh, the front back the, door and the door this, going into my garage. This is oh, exterior that's doors. An expensive problem. Um, <laughs> yeah, exterior doors. I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you've looked for replacement um, thresholds. Yeah, they 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 make replacement parts like the you, rubber you and know all that. You know what kind of door it is? Mm, no, and I'm not at the house right now. So. I bet you uh, they're metal doors. I know they're uh, metal yeah. doors. Okay. Yeah, they're probably. It's true temper or something. I'm thinking of the name. I can I can see it. I just can't see yeah. it. Right Is now. there some kind of channel or something that I can take them up? Yeah. the rubber pieces out and put new ones in. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you should be able to, depending on the depending on the uh, on the manufacturer of the door. But I bet you you can get some replacement parts. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would agree. And if you go to the, uh, are you familiar with the big box stores? Yeah. If you if you go in there and I'm looking at one in my mind right now, the, the thresholds right there, right next to the thresholds in the big box store is all of the everything from weather stripping and all the you know all the rubber runs right. and all the stuff. So I think you might find it amongst all that. Mm-hmm. Okay. If, now, if I can't get like the replacement rubber for these things. What do I do? Just take the nails out of this threshold and try to find another one like it, and try to get it in there? Or is it is it going into a concrete slab or conventional? It's going into concrete. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's it's not going to be at best. It will be siliconed or liquid nailed. Right. So yeah, it'll come up. Yeah, you ought to be able to put a uh, put a tire iron under there and pull it up. Yeah. Get a get a fine tool. Cut it as close to your jam leg as you can, and slip the other one in there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, nice. Good idea. I appreciate it, guys. Yeah. Yep. Thanks, Daniel. All right, let's keep moving. We're going to go to Sandra in Waynesboro, and she's a uh, ground. Uh, I, no, I got to hear this. What's going on, Sandra? Hi. Good morning. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. I have a you know renovating a house, and they put the ground wire from the electric box through concrete. Okay. Mm-hmm. On a sidewalk I, or something. Right. In up under the carport. Okay. Okay. It's, it's an outside outside electric the breaker box on the outside mm-hmm. I've, electric company won't hook it back up unless i move the ground wire or remove the concrete around the ground wire 
Is there anything? Do you have broken concrete around that wire? Is that what they're talking about? No, no. There's no broken concrete around the wire. They just want. To, they don't allow a ground wire to go through concrete. And this house was built a long time ago. And um, is there anything short of just taking a chisel and a hammer and chipping the concrete away? From you don't. The you don't wire? want to do that, ma'am. That um, thing is four feet deep well, in the ground. Yeah, but I, I'm not understanding why because we, we do it in swimming pools all the time. Uh-huh. There, there's a ground wire that goes around that entire pool, uh-huh. and then concrete poured right on top of it. Huh. Um, we have put ground rods in concrete as late as that, six months ago. Right. Um, that, that's what they're telling me. That I get maybe they don't know how deep the ground wire is. Well, well, okay. Your ground wire is coming off of your external box on your house into mm-hmm. a ground rod. Right, into the yes, rod. The grounded rod, yes. Um, code now is to have two of those rods, actually. Yeah, they need to be about um, eight feet. Eight feet? Yeah, it used to be seven. Yeah, so I would, I would, gosh, and there's concrete all the way down that side of the house, isn't there? Yes. Yeah. It, it's uh, the whole carport is was poured around this ground wire, or it was, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> okay, this is what I think I'm going to do. I think I'm going to drill a hole in the concrete. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put a. I'm going. I'm going to run a a ground wire from my um, weather head from my my panel. Yes. To my new ground rod, and I'm going down through that concrete again. Okay. How how do you? What do I need to use to drill through this concrete? Ah, yeah, concrete's easy to drill. You just have to get a big enough drill bit. Yeah. A hammer okay. drill. You want a hammer okay. drill. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, if you don't have one, you can rent one for about four hours and take care of it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a that's a good idea. But something I'm not fully something I'm not fu- I'm not getting the entire story because something we can put a ground rod in concrete. Right. Right. That's that, that that's typically not an issue, Sandra. Uh-uh. So we're. Uh-uh. They're, they're kind of mixing the rules up now. Um, Cities say one thing, energy say another. You know, you need County them both. Saying that, yeah, yeah, you need them both on the same page. If they tell you they're not going to hook you up, then you got to do what they say. Uh, Sandra, is this is this someone telling you you've got to do this? This energy? is the engineer with the electric company. The wow. engineer with the electric company. Yeah. Uh, there's just yeah. something we don't know. Right. All right, Sandra. Um, I appreciate it. You know, I would give them a call and sit down. With I, I would. I think I'm gonna call an electrician at this point. Mm-hmm. I really am. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, that's big power in I, the box. Yeah, you know, we need power. Right. And yeah. I'll be okay. And you're renovating the house, right? Right. Okay. Call your call your electrician. I think you're going to get him involved. And if she her. can just get clearance around there, okay. and that'll approve it, then chisel mm-hmm. away. Okay. Okay, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Yes, ma'am. Thanks, Andrew. Okay. Appreciate it. All right, uh, before the break, we talked about closing down the swimming pool. Uh, We're going to get to Sue in just a second to talk about those fire ants. But anyway, we're going to talk about that, uh, getting the the swimming pool down. First thing you got to do is check all equipment for damage, uh, check for cracks in your pool, or if it's vinyl liner, you check for leaks. Um you got to balance the pool water before you close it down. In other words, you got to make it nice and right so it won't get all ugly during the winter. You got to vacuum the pool completely, removing all debris before because all that stuff will do is sit down there and disintegrate in the bottom of your of your pool and make uh, 
spring that much harder. Anyway, uh, let's go to Sue in Beaumont right now. She's got a, a comment about those fire ants we were talking earlier. Apparently, diesel in a match doesn't work anymore. So what's up, Sue? Well, years ago, I had several fire ant mounds in the backyard, and mm-hmm. so I called exterminator. I, I, everything I tried just didn't work. And he said he had noticed that anybody that's got a lot of fire ant mounds around their house has is uh, termites. And he said he had gone into attics and found termites uh, being eaten by fire ants. They like, really? they like those little larvae, the fire ant larvae. So I didn't know. That lady said they were built, built on these mounds right up next to her house. That perhaps they're getting in her house somehow. Well, let me, wait a minute. So the ants, the fire ants were eating the larvae of termites? Yes. Well, you just got to pick your poison there. I mean, you know, I think I'd almost rather have the ants than the termites. Right, right. Okay. All right. Good to know. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. I didn't know ants. All right, me neither. Eight termites. She let some loose in the house. Well, go after some termites. I'm, I'm like you. I'd rather have the ants. Right. Then the termites any day. And then kill the ants. Right. <laughs> termites are much more done. difficult. Right. <laughs> uh, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can uh, send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. And um, in just a moment, it's time for our last break. In just a moment, uh, when we come back, we'll have a few ways to help you budget for your next home improvement project. This is neat. Every project's got a budget. You always blow it because you don't do this. And we've got a few tips to help you stay within it. Stay tuned. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. If you missed any part of today's show, you can always listen back on our website at mpbonline.org slash fixit101 or by podcast, uh, whether it be MPB Public Media app or your favorite podcast app. You can hear the shows that you want to hear about the subjects that you want to hear. Just pick them out. Join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Well, uh, right before uh, we went to the break, we talked about a remodel cost. cost. Before we go to that, I want to talk to Audie and Dolphin Island. Dolphin Island. Oh, you got to be kidding. Audie, are you still on Dolphin Island? Yeah, yeah, I'm here, man. I work for the Park and Beach Board, so I got to be here. Oh, okay, okay. I was wondering, is there anybody else there today? Oh, yeah, the island's full of people. Man, that's crazy. I thought they were getting rid of everybody. So. No, no, we're we're just outside the zone of uh, evacuation. We're... We're uh, tough people. We're going to stick it out. <laughs> Good for you, man. All right, so you're, you want to make a comment about those fire ants? Yeah, man. Uh, so here on the island, we have a, a big ant problem just because it's limited space. Right. Uh, but what I do is I use, um, I buy it at the, you know, at the regular store. It, it sits next to the Amdro and all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's a wintergreen ship. And uh, the wintergreen messes up their, like, chemical signals, and they get really frustrated. And so then they move their mound. And so I always just start sprinkling the mound, and then wherever they move, I keep doing that. And it usually takes about a month to get rid of them. Uh-huh. But I could walk them right out of the yard doing that. <laughs> that is so cool. Walk, walk them into the neighbor's yard? Yeah. Yeah. Of yeah. course. Yes. I mean, the Pied Piper of ants. All right, Audie. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's how we work it, you know. <laughs> I'm going to return the ants back to you. Right. 
I have kids and everything, so I don't want that poison laying around. So. Right. And every morning when you get when you go to your car in the morning and wave at your neighbor, you know what you did to him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we do what we can, right? Right, right. right. Don't, be, don't be moving them to Mississippi, right. okay? Appreciate it, Audie. <laughs> All right, man. You guys have a good day. You too. Let's go to uh, Tesha and Jackson, and she's got a comment about the fire ants. I had no idea the fire ants would become the fire thing. ants and, right. and ice makers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And ceiling fans. All right, oh, uh, Tasha. You didn't say that. All right. Hi. Hey. So what Hi, were you going to yeah. say about the fire, fire ants? Yeah, my mom, she stayed in Birmingham. Uh, she moved there um, right after Katrina one year. Mm-hmm. And her neighbor, um, we had a big issue with fire ants. And her neighbor um, told us to use grit. Hang on, to use what? To use grit. I've heard that before. What is that? Grits. Um, so grits. Oh, grits? Like food? Them up. Yeah. Like food grits. Yes. Oh. I've heard that before. And it was to save, like, the texture of the grass without having to use, like, a chemical-based, you know. And now you're growing corn in your yard? Right. Right. <laughs> the grass and all that without damaging the color and things. So, Did it work? Um, and it actually worked. Like, we poured it over you know, the ant beds in the yard, and it went away. So, I, I mean, it's a, it's, I live by it now. Grits. Okay, everyone write that one down. Right. If you want to get rid of I, your fire ants. I forgot about that. Grab some grits. I Welcome it, to the South. I think it, I think yeah. it swells them up. Mm-hmm. Really? It does. Yeah. So, I mean, you would think rice would do it, but I guess grits are smaller or something? Or? Yeah, grits are smaller, um, you know, for ants to, like, carry away. Because, you know, um, in high school, we had, like, a little ant farm. Yeah. And this so, is so crazy. You know, to a grain of grit, you know, is huge to an ant. True. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, they're not going to lose That is amazing. Grit, so you, could, you know, it's funny. If we, you know, like our pets and stuff, and we have all these ways that we really take care of them. When it comes to an ant, we don't mind burning them, blowing them up, stepping on them, diesel on them, (laughs) whatever. You know, feeding them grits, blowing them up with a grit. (laughs) Now that he doesn't get better than that. (laughs) Yeah. Tasha, call of the day. Thank you. Gosh, Appreciate it. Thank you so much. <laughs> Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Uh, before we went to the break, we teased some ways to save for your next remodel. Now, check this out. Uh, this is where a lot of people get in trouble, especially me. Ballparking the cost. First, get a handle on how much your remodel dreams will cost. Mm-hmm. In general, major upgrades such as a bathroom remodel or family room addition Run uh, now. This you got to help me with this, Jeff and Dell. It says run one hundred to two hundred dollars and more per square foot if you'll be using a design pro or remodeling contractor. Discuss your project with them and get a rough idea of the cost. Uh, I would err on the two hundred dollar a foot all day long. Okay, and one of the things I was going to say: a lot of people want to want to go to their favorite hardware store and price out the materials for this, uh, let me tell you how that doesn't work well for you when you do that. Because the materials that the contractors can get a lot of times are a lot cheaper than the materials you can get at the hardware store. Maybe stores. some. And, yeah. And, yeah, some. Then they, uh, they have their prices according to what the stock is and when things come in, so prices mm-hmm. change. I mean, mm-hmm. think think about what you're doing because people say, oh, my God, I can build a new house for – you know, it depends. Thirty thousand dollars. You know, it, yeah. it it depends on the neighborhood. It depends. Right. There's so many factors. But when it comes to a remodel project, uh-huh. think think about what I just said. 
remodel. Remodel. I'm, I'm taking out what's there uh-huh. to they always put in something new. Right. So it's a little different than just putting in something new. Right. Yeah. Uh, demo, even though it sounds easy, and and, and you know it's it's strong back weak mind. Right. But, but still, there's there's a there's some finesse that has to go on. They leave mm-hmm. that point out of the budget, um, and it and it costs to to have that done. So, hmm. um, okay. And and typically remodels always a little slower than you know building a build building a build. from from uh, from slab. Okay. And you, and you never know what you're going to run into. You you don't know. What, oh, with a with uh, a remodel, yeah, what's in the walls or whatever. It. Yeah. All right. So. Here we go. Mikey is in Mobile, and she says that you cannot blow up fire ants with grits. Let's hear from Mikey. And, you know, you're only like a couple of miles away from the guy that told us about this, right? Well, not the guy. Um, well, the guy that told No, he was talking about, and I haven't tried what he was talking about. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, he he said was talking about wintergreen. Winter yeah, wintergreen. You're right. Okay. Uh, but uh, the lady that, that called in, and I'm, I'm sure she meant well, but the, the grits thing is, is total mythology. Um, uh, ants just don't. First of all, ants just don't like to be. They don't like to be disturbed, like anything else. You mess with them enough, and they're just gonna, you know, um, they're gonna go somewhere else. Like you said, um, I've done things in the past, like take uh, a shovel full of one ant mound and put it in a shovel full, you know, of another, and let them fight it out. That slows them down. So wow. you Want to do that? That's just um, vicious. Think about the stuff we're talking about here. We're doing these things. <laughs> Esoteric, isn't it? Um, uh, but, on uh, ant crime. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, really, if, if I was the lady who called in initially with this problem, she says that she's up level mm-hmm. and that that's why the ants come up, right? Right. I'd just take my hose out there, give them a good squirt, and do that over and over a few times and boil them up enough that they just finally get tired and go somewhere else. Wow. You're counting okay. on an ant's patience. <laughs> okay. I can do that. Okay. Let's go real quick to Johnny and uh, Kosciuszko. Uh, he's got another comment, of course, about fire ants. What's going on, Johnny? Oh, that much. How are you doing today? Not much. So, What's going on? What I do. I have a three point one acre yard, mm-hmm. and I've had the fire ants just giving me headaches. And I went to uh, Tractor Supply, and they have a stuff called Wisdom TC Flowable. They also have the Farm Works version of it. And I mix up my two-gallon sprayer with the chemical, uh-huh. and then I add about four to six ounces of pancake syrup. And when I cut my grass the other day, I had two fire ant mounds on that whole three acres. Wow. And Were I you hungry while you were doing it? it? All summer, and it really, my neighbors, they got tons of fire ants. I don't know if it kills them or they just run away. But when I mix that pancake syrup in that first time, I mean, there were dead ants everywhere, every mound that was in the yard at the beginning of the summer. Wow. That's not and a bad idea. Like a and your yard smells like breakfast. Like right. maple. Right? <laughs> I guess, you know, I figured out the well, if the poison may chase them away, I, I'll put some syrup in there, you know, and they'll you know, be attracted to it and oh, yeah. take more of it. Not a bad idea, man. Not a bad idea. Wow. So how okay. much pancakes here per gallon? See, you know what that means? I, it, it, there's an easier way now, Johnny, that you've said that. Now that I know that that works, I can just take a oh, bottle of syrup and throw it over my neighbor's yard. And, with some grits. <laughs> with some grits. All right. Oh, I appreciate boy. it, man. 
Yeah. That kind of day. All right, folks, we're wrapping it up. Man. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Liz Gill. For Del Moore and Jeff Simmons, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for Everyday Tech with Michelle McAdoo and join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.